0: threat to our city, running, there are five signs someone you know might be a runner, first telltale scuff marks on their clothes, second unexplained scrapes, bruises, or broken bones, third unreliable or unexplained absences from work or school, fourth calluses on the palm, the knuckle, and the fingertips, and fifth the most dangerous sign, a fondness for the color red, How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joining Dave as my co-host, as always.
1: Dave, <laughs> you can ask me how I'm doing or how it's going, but yeah, you can. How's it you going can also Fuck up the intro. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good, actually. I was
0: like, I'll be, I'll be witty, you know, like at the new location, I'll be witty, but uh, I completely threw myself off. <laughs> What game are we talking about tonight, Jake? I I'm, I'm gonna go with Mirror's Edge. I don't know. We well, you, you can veto that if you'd like, but I will. Um that <laughs> intro was unrelated. <laughs>
1: we should throw people off one of these days. I think we've talked about it. Oh yeah. Like yeah. do something for like uh, a game that we have like planned three weeks in advance. Yeah. we just have like the Skyrim main theme for every single uh <laughs> intro. And they're like, wait, what is it today? Yeah. And we'll have, like, an obscure title, like, the 38th episode.
0: <clears throat> you completely sell uh, that it's going to be a game that people have really requested, like, they really want. And then you just subvert that with some other game out of nowhere. Like Mirror's Edge. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mirror's Edge. I mean, uh, I think we both played it a long time ago uh, prior to coming into this.
1: Yes, Uh also played it again because it has been that long. Yeah. When did this game come out? I have no idea. It's Damn like it, Jake. Yeah. Dude, the stats guy.
0: <laughs> I'd have to actually know stats for that. Um it's it's been many years, I would say, since yeah. it, it came out, but I mean people can Google furiously if it bothers them that much really, right? Uh, I'm not putting in the work. Um But when the game came out, uh, I remember this was pretty big, pretty influential for me because it just felt really good to play. Like um, it's kind of it existed in a space that didn't exist to me previously. This uh, free running style first person um, action kind of game, but not like the combat isn't the focus. I would say.
1: I I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, your typical uh, first person movement is going to be in shooter type games yeah. where you go upstairs go in straight lines and maybe go up or down a level Mm -hmm. maybe like a little quick straddle over a a small obstacle type thing but uh, this really allowed people to look around the environment and explore like oh i can run up walls yeah i can jump off the wall i can Mm -hmm. run along walls (laughs) it's really just a lot with walls (laughs) that's all the game is like there's it's just walls (laughs) all the way down yeah, one long corridor,
0: but it is it is nothing like a corridor shooter. Like even from the from the get go, you've you've got this open, bright, white city, um, this like feeling of exploration and speed, and most of the game is actually really linear. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons that Catalyst later went into open world, because uh, people were like, it would be so awesome if we could just run around the city. Um, that's not what this game is. And I don't know if people really liked.
1: Kevin. I love your segues. You're like, but that's not what this game <laughs> is. Like that's your, that's your hard cut from a tangent. You're yeah. like, and I'm back. Yeah. So now that we're back, um,
0: you play as Faith, who is a runner, um, as you have been warned, and she kind of just runs around, collects packages, delivers messages mm-hmm.
1: for kind prison. of working or outside like the or on the fringes of the city and avoiding police and authorities who the Do blues not appreciate that <laughs> yeah yeah some cool slang for the for the baddies the yeah. blues yeah
0: this will really upset police officers it's like we're just going to we're going to like raise that bar even higher after gta <laughs> after we call them the blues <laughs> but uh yeah i mean as far as the the plot is concerned i didn't really care too much about it around this this pass-through even even when i played through it originally i realized i was like this this is not
1: about the plot no it's really not um i think it's one of those games where there was initially the cool idea the concept of let's give a player um more in the ways of ability and movement and interacting with their environment yeah and they're like okay how do we facilitate that We'll put it in a game. Yes. And we will <clears throat> string along character development and plot and other things. Yeah. So that's kind of where they had the trade-off, mm-hmm. which is fine, though, because it is fun to play. Um, even in the tutorial level, I mean, I guess you're kind, of, you're kind of locked in the tutorial level. It's like, hey, do this thing. It's so explaining yeah. the if, basic mechanics. <laughs> if you fail, you die. We're like in one of those jumps <laughs> between buildings, so you yeah. kind of have to get it. But... Oh, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. It's really fun as far as, even in the tutorial, you get the little sample mm-hmm. of, hey, you run, you build momentum, you kind of have, like, those speed lines coming in from yeah. the, the side of the monitor. Your arms slowly go behind you as you transition. <laughs> Full Naruto <laughs> run. And you go and you jump off of the building. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is what I can do with my momentum. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're falling from a height, and you hold in shift to, like, roll and kind of keep your momentum and not just stop, break your shins. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got that feel
0: to it. I agree. I think that it is kind of based, they took the, uh, they're like, Hey, we need to make a game with free running. And then everything else was kind of funneled in there. There's no like AAA Hollywood writer that was like, I have the best plot imaginable. Somebody come up with a game genre to put this in. they're like, ah, free running, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, we recently did an episode on portal where the entirety of portal is all built around the core that is just the mechanic of using the portal gun. Yes. They kind of succeeded more, I think, there than with Mirror's Edge as far as incorporating other elements and making it all believable and a cohesive experience. Right, but I think part of
1: Portal's success is around, like, there wasn't much to it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot more in the way of mystery <laughs> around what type of universe is this really? Yeah. Are there other humans and other things like that? They kind of kept it simple. So, your brain would do a lot of the work there.
0: Yeah. And it, it is kind of funny that, like, one of, the, one of the, the core themes here is faith and the runners are the rogue element of the city, mm-hmm. like rebelling against the natural city state. And uh, so, there's these themes of um, kind of uh, resistance and revolt. And, like, if you pay attention to the lore, you know, in quotes, it's like, uh, like her, I think her mom died in like one of the protests early on that was the yeah
1: yeah
0: uh remember november i've never heard that (laughs) true um but what's funny is like ea published this (laughs) which i like i just comfortably slide them in with like the monopoly business and the corporate side of things yeah so you can almost like take ea and just put them in the uh uh like oh yeah they're one of the evil corporations in this game that she's against it's kind of funny um as far as the gameplay is concerned, though, like there is obviously the free running, which we've mentioned, um, jumping off walls, all the fun things, uh, maintaining your momentum, which feels great, and uh, it's so jarring when you lose that momentum. Yeah. That it's like this negative reinforcement. It's like they want you to just run through this at light speed.
1: Um, it lends itself well to speed running, like a lot of games do. Uh-huh. Um... I was watching one the other day and somebody was just doing some glitch where they're jumping off. Buildings are kind of part of like the the outside scenery. You're like, oh that's cool in the distance. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm gonna utilize the fuck out of this. (laughs) I'm like, all right, see ya. (laughs) Um but it helps a lot. Like I liked going back in the day and replaying levels that I already was familiar with for where to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, okay, probably shave off some time by using this route versus this route. Gotcha. Or maybe I don't need to run up that wall, I can just go straight here,
0: something else. Okay, so like once you knew the paths, you, you actually went back to try to like optimize
1: your time? You did the yes. time trial mode? I mean, not, not exactly. I would just go in for like my own benefit, try and beat my own record. Gotcha, okay. Because there are a lot of times where, uh, when I was replaying this for this recording, mm-hmm. I would go to plays and I'm like, where the fuck do I go? <laughs> Because like they do kind of sprinkle, like, uh, hey, if something is outlined in red, yes. that's your interactable object. Maybe you're going to jump off that or land on it, mm-hmm. or I was about to say hang glide on it, but the yeah. zipline <laughs> yeah. zip is what I was going for. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, they,
0: and the, the color scheme, I think, is one of the key marketing. Um, one of the things that st- stood out the most about the game when, like, you know, watching the trailer, it's like seeing the gameplay. It's like her shoes are red. Um, she has red gloves, I believe. Your shoes are red. <laughs> your shoes are red, yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the interactable, um, objects or the path forward is oftentimes, uh, lit up with this, this red, which, um, the rest of the city is just like bleached white, basically. It's this
1: neo-futuristic, like, this is what a city should like. Yeah, it's one of those, I mean, what do you perceive as like perfect society? Mm-hmm. Everything is very crisp and clean. And very straight-edged. Yeah. Um, like a mirror. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not right. Mine usually <laughs> has like this white powder on <laughs> it and it's
0: horizontal. What does that mean? <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene pretty early when um, you have to jump on a helicopter. Yes. And uh, you're kind of like running from the police and then you jump on a police helicopter. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It shouldn't have worked out, but it does. And um, you, uh, the helicopter pulls up alongside a skyscraper. And it's just this perfect sheen, like absolutely, like even more than Charlie Sheen. It is just a perfect sheen, and you see Faith just grabbing onto the helicopter, like with an arm, because you know why not. And
1: uh, eventually, she works out. Her. Yeah, right. She must. So you're describing like for that cutscene, you've you've grabbed onto the the leg of the helicopter, much it yeah. Called. The it's, uh, it's not the blade. It's not the blade. I <laughs> know it's not the blade. <laughs> That would
0: also be impressive. Um,
1: but you kind of get, like, the view from the other side of the building that you jumped off. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see, like, the backdrop of that glass face, which kind of acts as a mirror. Yeah. So you get to see yourself holding on to it as, like, the helicopter's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's
0: kind of like someone designed the scene, and they're like... And it'll be kind of like uh, an analogy for, like, the mirror's edge. And they're like, yeah, let's just make it a mirror. <laughs> All right, but that's not <laughs> so subtle anymore, guys. Um, yeah, they have a uh, these like canvas covered. Um, I don't know what they are. Crates, squares, something like that. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be uh, safe falls, and it's, it'll be, it'll be red until you land on it. At which point, it desaturates back to its natural color. Yeah, because um, it's your vision, your runner run vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have one bug going into this where um, I dropped on that after jumping from one building to the crate and it's supposed to be a safe fall. It does not matter how far you fall. You can't roll on it. You always like impact. Yeah, you
1: do, like the superhero land. You're like, "Take my breath." Okay, and then you can go again. Yeah. Um, but I did my little superhero land and then immediately fell over dead.
0: <laughs> and I was just like, "Wait. <laughs> this isn't how this is supposed to work." <laughs> um, but uh yeah, there, there there's some other bugs, I'm sure, that we'll get through, but um not an EA game, no. Surely really, no. <laughs> but uh, there's there's more to it than just the running. Obviously, we mentioned the police, uh, private security. Um, there's several kind of like set piece sections where you need to fight them. Yes. Uh, or uh, if you really know the level, you can oftentimes avoid them. But yeah, first playthrough, you're not going to know where to go. They're going to be in your way. Um, and I feel like the combat in Mirror's Edge actually i it's better than it could have been, and I think I enjoyed it still. That's a that's a blanket statement. Yeah. Well, I mean, given that they've focused on the free running, yes, they could have just had it so it's like enemies are death, avoid all enemies. Mm-hmm. And you could have justified that, I think, from a game design perspective, because you're like, if people are playing this game to free run, they're not going to go, like, jujitsu on this guy's face. You know what I mean? Um, but you can. And that is that is definitely a way to play it. Um, did you, when you were doing the the replay through here, did you straight up murder
1: everybody? Did you avoid them? If anybody has listened <laughs> to any other episodes where I, how I play games, murder fucking spree. <laughs> um, I think like the first time you encounter the police, it's really simple to just uh, bolt past them. Yeah. I think I like the first or second level, so I did that. Um, there were some areas later on where you need to incapacitate them in some capacity. Yeah. (laughs) So usually I would, uh, like, run up. You kind of have, like, this um, button you can use every once in a while Mm -hmm. where it kind of slows everything down. So it gives you time to assess where you're going to go, what you want to do. And if, like, the enemy will shoot at you at range. Mm -hmm. But if you get close enough, they'll try and, like, hit you with the butt of their gun because, you know, that's better than bullets at a point. And their gun, when they attack, will kind of highlight red. Yeah. Which yeah. is your cue to right-click and kind of intercept that and go into an animation where you kind of hit them in the face and, like, take their weapon. Yeah. And then once you have the weapon, you shoot other people. What was the button to slow time? I think like it was, this... like, F or R. No, it was R. Okay. I definitely pressed it accidentally a couple times. I, uh, I didn't know about that button at all. With this playthrough if you're not laughing
0: you're learning you're like <laughs> and i was like all right challenge mode i'm gonna go through this and like not shoot anybody yeah you're and i'm gonna about that. fight all of the um the, there's these like icarus runners that are supposed to like chase you down and tase you or beat you up you know standard stuff in the city living in the city you have to survive <laughs> <laughs> i'll sing it don't don't say it but uh Uh, There was a point where I was trying multiple times to try to disarm uh, enemies in a stairwell. Mm -hmm. And uh, now that you mentioned there's slow-mo, I actually recall that from when I first played. Yep. And I did not know about it for the entirety of this playthrough, so...
1: Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's always an advantage to use it. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of times I'd be like, slow motion, and they go with their butt of their gun, and... It's not like it gives you a longer window mm-hmm. to do the right click and intercept it with the animation. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times, like, they'd swing, and i just kind of, like, throw my arms randomly, <laughs> like I'm a jockey from Left <laughs> 4 Dead 2, yeah. and then you don't have enough time to do it again before, like, they riddle you with bullets. Yeah. So it just, eh. And it seems like if you mess up that grab animation, uh,
0: they'll, like, hit you immediately. It feels like it's, it's going to be a constant hit. I don't know if it happens in slow motion or not, but any time I screwed up the grab... Yeah, I immediately got punished with like the butt of the gun to the face. Yeah, you kind of fuck up once and then you're dead. But uh, uh, yeah, the the alternative is if you want to actually use some of those guns, you can disarm them, beat the guys up, and then pick them up off the ground, um, and then just shoot everybody
1: else. Oh, I, know you, I told you this already, but I did not know you could pick guns off of the ground. Yeah. So the game does not always tell you... Each individual thing, like, how you can utilize it, it tells you the raw basics, and you kind of have to figure out the rest. Um, So there's one section where you're going down, like, five flights of stairs. Yeah. And there's, like, ten cops or private security kind of riddled throughout. And I thought I had to disarm one Mm -hmm. to get a gun. You can use the gun until it runs out of ammo. Yeah. And then after that, you kind of just chuck the gun because there's no ammo. What's the point? Yeah. So I thought I had to go and, like, sneak up on another person and, like, disarm them Uh to take their gun to continue on. Um, And I was pretty frustrated in, like, doing it over and over again. And then I accidentally picked up one of the guns. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) So I just shot everybody and was done like that. Yeah, there's a... I think you're limited in how long you can carry the guns.
0: Like, free-running moves sometimes drop them, if I recall correctly. I don't think you can... Free run with them. That's my. That's what it was. You have to drop it in order to actually yeah, execute it's like some you're
1: maneuvers. Carrying this heavy assault rifle, it's like you're not built or trained mm-hmm. to handle that. So you're kind of like, um, oh, so I can't <laughs> run with guns.
0: Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny thinking about like Faith is this live, you know, slender character who's uh running around free running and stuff, and then. Um, picturing her with, like, the full LMG (laughs) from one of those in-game enemies just running through first-person shooter mode is hilarious. Um, but, uh, yeah, the combat, the combat's kind of, like, the
1: second layer. Well, we didn't actually talk too much about the actual combat. We just, uh, disarming and guns. Yeah. That's it. No, no, there's, uh, you can, you can, uh,
0: basically chain some of the other free-running moves into... Um, combat so uh, you can slide underneath like pipes to maintain momentum at several points in the game or you can slide and uh, press your like attack button to do a kick Um, or like you could jump over a ledge or you could jump
1: and press your attack button to do a kick (laughs) you know jump kicks are fun and this immediately reminded me back of a
0: That sound means it is time for another intermission where we
1: talk about whatever we feel like. I'm doing the intermission dance. Right, Jake? <laughs> yeah. Right, Jake? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, new new podcast space. Yeah. So, mentioned it a little bit either before or after this happened. But uh, <laughs> we are uh, in this uh, this nice space in Dave's apartment. Um, Yay. So, hopefully there's less banging noises than, than mine. Fewer, fewer, yeah. Oh, there's banging noise. <laughs> My bad. Um, you gotta stop inviting friends over <laughs> for orgies while we're
1: recording podcasts. Uh, we got some foam padding on the walls. Oh yeah. As uh, we we will <laughs> have posted online. That's the foam. That's the foam. Um, got a table, got a TV for yeah. our notes. It's a very large TV.
0: Usually we just use the the laptop for notes and then kind of like a tiny little audacity in the corner and then tiny little notes in the corner. And now it's just like boom.
1: And also we're going to kind of decorate this room with a podcast swag. Mm -hmm. So if I have any merchandise or feel inspired to buy any merchandise around a certain game that we've covered, I want to try and keep that in this area Nice. so we can look back and have fun memories of episodes. (laughs) This was made possible by all of our Patreon donations. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't have a Patreon, <laughs> no, <laughs> or donations. <laughs> no, this has been a. Oh my god, it almost sounds like I'm starting to do like a plug for give us money, right? Yeah. Don't actually, yeah. Uh, just listen to this if you want to mm-hmm. or not. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this has been like a our pet project for fun, mm-hmm. and for... we do invest money in it over time, but <laughs> it because still... <laughs> it's a hobby, I don't care. Yeah. I was going
0: to say, it still sounds like you're asking for money a little bit. I know. (laughs) Just keep coming back to it.
1: Do not give us money. Uh, Yeah. But reverse psychology, I like it. Like like it on
0: Facebook. Just click like. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know why you haven't clicked it already. It's like, maybe you're not in Facebook. Maybe your work has blocked Facebook. That's fine. If it threatens your job, open Facebook (laughs) and click like on this post. You deserve better. (laughs) We actually, uh, I feel like we come back to this at the end. And we also ask people to like us on Facebook. We should do that. We should do that yeah. since it's recorded. Full
1: circle. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think about this? Is there anything else you want to do with it? Hmm. I figure at some point we can maybe hook up and play like some Smash in between. Yeah, or like before recordings, to talk about not Smash. <laughs> someday we'll have a Smash episode. And Dave still won't own the game at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will get it but i want to play it at people's houses i can understand that yeah just just ride that novelty like as far as possible (laughs) for me it's like a two-minute walk investment not a 400 dollars plus investment that's fair that is absolutely fair i think
0: it's also something that we've lost as we are not um uh, young teens anymore where like your friend has the game so you always go over to his house and play the game like for me it was a super nintendo and uh, my friend had x-men I'm just like, yeah. I'm gonna play X Men. <laughs> Let's go hang out with that guy. <laughs> that
1: was a good friend. It's like, hey, what do you wanna do? I don't know. Maybe hang out in the basement. What's in- oh my God, a game system. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You you've always played this while you're here. Yeah. All right, real quick, what are you
0: maining in Smash? Uh, so I'm trying. I'm tr- I am trying to learn Ridley. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really trying. I'm not good. I did way better with Bo- uh, Bowser than Ridley actually, but. He's just so aggressive and edgy. It's it's perfect. It's, the, it's he's basically the reaper of Smash. <laughs> Wait until you see me play Ganondorf. <laughs> We're just gonna have like the slowest characters in a, and well, the rounds will still be over like instantly because we'll just immediately die. <laughs>
1: oh well. Drop kick. What's the game? Dive kick. Not dive kick. Um, <laughs> this is the most kicky game. The other, I could think the of. other free running game where like kicks are OP. Where kicks are OP, free running. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, How are we gonna compare this? It's not anyway? Dead by Daylight.
0: <laughs> it's a Dying Light, right? Dying Light. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I always go to Dead by Daylight first, and I have no idea why. There's light. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so in Dying Light, um, you can tech into a jump kick, which was just. Mm-hmm hilarious as far as the momentum when you impact zombies yeah um but it's also fun in the same way to like jump over something or get like a huge like off of a building and you're just like drop kicking a (laughs) cop it doesn't have the same impact or thwonk that you would like but it's still good yeah and it kind of it breaks through some of their defenses like i mentioned
0: that um at some point they're like developing uh these this runner program where they'll send their own runners after you. And you're supposed to traditionally run away from them. In my playthrough, I fought all of them, which involved a lot of reloading. But um, they uh, usually block your attacks. Mm -hmm. Like most cops, police, um, most of your attacks will get through. And these guys are just like, nope, we're just going to, you know, block everything. Um, But they're not so great at blocking uh, jump kicks. And they're not so great at blocking uh, slide kicks. Yeah. Those tend to break through, and uh, that's that's kind of the strategy for beating them. But I think the ga- the way the game is meant to be played, is, you know, obviously you can choose, but uh, maintain your momentum. You know, take out enemies as you have to, and keep running forward. Um, it is it is funny to stop at every possible uh opportunity and fight all of the police though (laughs) you're just like all right they put me in a room i need to reach the exit on the opposite side of the room and there's four snipers throughout this large chamber i'm taking the snipers out (laughs) you know with my hands (laughs) like "I'm, i'm playing the matrix i'm not playing mirror's edge no it's um it is it is a fun diversion though and i think it helps break up
1: the free running segments um yeah because if it's just it's like hey go from here to here you're like but why though it's usually like people are trying to kill you <laughs> so that's kind of like the driving force whether it's cops private security uh a helicopter with a chain gun that has the shittiest aim yes yep. or like sniper teams it just adds to the suspense of it because yep. while it is like a really cool world that i want to like look around in mm mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you don't have the time to. Yeah. So one of my favorite levels is when you first get into the sewers, mm-hmm. you have to do some like running off walls stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. And then it's like, hey, you need to go up there. And you're like, what? <laughs> so you kind of have to like loop around uh this area where there's like some sniper teams and you see like their tracer laser. Mm-hmm. Um but you build up the momentum here. <laughs> 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 you're just jumping from like platform to platform at these, like, death-defying heights. Yeah. And it, it felt good to have the momentum going. And I know uh, we, already, we already talked about the possibility to fall.
0: Um, there's a lot of games where you fall, and it's just like, all right, reload, you know, or you, like, hit some spikes, you die, you bounce off the stage, whatever. Uh, <laughs> thinking of Sonic there. Um, and this one, it's like you accelerate as you fall. You see Faith, like, flail wildly. And then there's a def like a deafening crunch at the bottom. Everything goes dark, and then you reload. You're like, do you really need like the last three seconds of that? I could have just accepted the transition into reload. No, it's surprisingly violent. Um, the impact is needed for the impact. Yeah, yeah. But really, it is it is a lot like running through a movie in a lot of ways. It's like there's a lot of set piece encounters. One where you have to. Um, you're on top of a train and you have to like dodge the classic oh uh, really, uh,
1: yeah like dodge stuff that's... usually it's like Jackie Chan versus somebody else and you have to like you just like Jackie Chan lays down The guy's like what are you doing and then <laughs> gone <laughs> I need to watch more old Jackie Chan movies and like the uh, the
0: train stops in a a tunnel and they're like oh no there's another train coming and you have to like run midway back up the tunnel through like a side exit um
1: just the whole all of the all of the escape tropes, basically. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> like I was saying, it's it's all the stuff is happening to drive you forward. Kinda of like yeah. in um, those disaster movies like that thing's coming. Yeah. It's still coming for an hour and a half. You're like, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, I won't take a break. <laughs> yeah, you actually mentioned the um
0: the, the helicopter and mm-hmm. the fact like it has the worst aim ever. And it's because the helicopter like can't hit you as long as you're moving. It's not a percentage thing as far as I can tell. It's just like if you're moving, it will not shoot you. And, in fact, the helicopter is just... i, I The comparison to the movie is kind of nice because... Or I, th- I say that because I made it. But um, so much of the game kind of falls apart, if you think about it, from gameplay aspects instead of what it's trying to
1: portray. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but EA also did Dying Light. I believe so. Yeah. So, I know we talked about with there. Mm-hmm. Um some of the sequences toward later game stuff where you're going against the evil nemesis guy. Yeah. Uh you kind of be like running and like all these guys would pop up and like start shooting from behind you or like explosions would happen to your left and your right. I'm like, this is oddly <laughs> convenient timing because assuming you don't stop, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's all calculated. And the uh the helicopter even at one point you're you're up on the scaffolding and there's this really cool effect. I like it where the helicopter perforates um, canvas yes. uh, in front of you because the bolts are missing, and it looks cool. Like there's ripples in the canvas and stuff. And you could tell like a group of programmers sat down for a month and were like, "We're gonna get canvas physics ripping <laughs> perfectly." And you like round the corner and there's a guard up ahead, one lone guard on the scaffolding. Like I guess the police hated him or something, and they just left him up here. And he, like, pops out from around a corner and is surprised, basically, long enough for you to, like, slide and kick him Mm -hmm. or hit him or do whatever. Almost all of your attacks at this point will knock him off the scaffolding to his death. This is canon, basically, for the game. (laughs) This guy guy was placed here by EA to die. (laughs) And, I mean, it's great, especially in that first playthrough. In the second playthrough, when you're starting to break apart, like, how the levels are constructed, mm-hmm. you're like, they did just put him so I could knock him off the ledge, right? Like that's the reason he's there.
1: I mean, that's why they have the one guy in like Dark Souls Three. You're like, hey, remember how to like fucking kick people off the edge? You're like, goddamn right, I do, <laughs> Sparda. <laughs> and that's
0: that's that's fine, um, but I think that uh, the, the movie approach doesn't lend itself as well as soon as you start like dis- dissecting the game. Um, especially when they start breaking up the pace like
1: with puzzles uh, that
0: take time yeah. or are obnoxious with
1: Are we at the point where we can start bitching it? Yeah, I think I, we're, really I think we're getting to. there. So some of my complaints with the game mm-hmm. um in the same way that I praised it how I mean, you agree with me on this mm-hmm. how we like when you have the momentum and things are going good when yeah. it's good it feels good. Yeah. But if you lose momentum, you're like that really sucks mm-hmm. cuz or where you, if you're not sure where to go, or you have to like, oh, I have to uh, open this red valve, which takes five seconds of animation yep. for no reason. You're just sitting here. Um, whereas when you have like the red doors, like that's obviously something you need to go through. You just you fucking shoulder it and you keep going through. Yeah. And you have like this impact and it kind of distorts your vision because you know you fucking put your shoulder in through your head tilted down. Yeah. And then you're like, where am I going? And you're keeping that pace and suspense up yeah but then things like the valve or usually valves like to turn off somebody left the, there's like a gas leak here <laughs> burning hot gas could kill me if i go through it <laughs> or stuff like that and you're like why is this needed or are you just trying to show off a mechanic yeah neat yeah. doors cool
0: I, I made an animation where you turn valves we need to get our money out of this
1: animation
0: um yeah, it's it's pretty absurd how many red valves you turn. I almost feel like they should actually pay royalty to Valve at this point. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely crazy. Maybe they have a fondness for the color red. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Um that was that was one of many uh kind of issues I discovered on this playthrough. Like uh, a, a common issue I had and this is around the same time that I feel like EA was using elevators in Mass Effect for loading. They do the exact same thing here. And there's nothing less free running than sitting in an elevator. It also like doesn't even make sense if you're running from the police and you're like, "Okay, all of the city is hooked up to like CCTV and automation and all this stuff. I'm going to get in a box <laughs> and I'm just going to wait for that to go to the right floor and assume everything works perfectly." it does every time because yeah. the elevator is a loading screen
1: but i could see having like one or two mm-hmm. as like an interim where it's like where you could leverage that for story building purposes mm-hmm. um i know on the elevator monitor it has some stuff yeah. like what we read for the intro yeah um and it does break things up but it's just it's way too many yeah it's just every single level is like an elevator or another elevator. Okay, they kind of struggled to um, to find
0: out how to slow down, and I think this is this is part of the, like the balance problem they kind of had in the game as far as pacing was concerned. They struggled to slow the game down long enough to engage you with storytelling, without slowing the game down so much that it actually just disrupts your fun. Like there's there's like. Uh, text dialogues like you can read you know like messages on like a PDA or a computer mm-hmm. or one of those screens um, or like voicemail you can listen to these are all things you have to sit here and do, which is like the antithesis of moving quickly through the game um, and like like we said you can have a balance like you have to you have to at some point slow down you have to catch your breath as a player more than faith she can like hold her breath forever basically <laughs> she just runs.
1: <laughs> But, uh, I feel like you could almost do that more so with, um, not stealth sections, mm-hmm. but maybe there are like patrol routes for the police. And you have to kind of like, okay, I'm going to wait for a good time to just fucking book it past some
0: people. Yeah. Or even like, uh, there's some free running sections where um, you're not, usually the more difficult or challenging sections to make it through, um, as far as like acrobatics are concerned, you're not being chased for that. There's right. a couple where you are... And you can screw up but eventually you'll figure it out there's a button you can press that shows you the way forward
1: literally just flicks your head to it can we, can we talk about that yeah we should talk about that it stops your momentum yeah it immediately stops you looking over that way so you can't just tap it where it kind of like highlights like hey vaguely this direction yeah also um i was at the bottom of something and i'm like I'm actually not sure where to go. and we press the button. Uh-huh. It had me looking through a wall. I'm like, <laughs> I literally can't pass through here, but I guess I should be on the other side of it. Faith so it just... wasn't, it wasn't helpful.
0: I'm just imagining some cameras. is just like watching faith as she just instantly flicks her head straight to a wall and just stares at it for a few seconds. Like Terminator two, just like head snaps over <laughs> like there. Just like, Oh, this is, this is bad. Um, but yeah, the, the, the pacing struggled a, a bit there. Um, the elevators I could stand. The things that bothered me more is there was some puzzles that were just not really puzzles. Some things you had to free run on where it was the correct solution in placement is really precise, and the controls are not. Yeah, preach. And, and you need that if you if like if you have a demanding game mechanically for placement. Let's say I like Celeste. Yes. Like there's a lot of really really tight gaps in that, but the controls are
1: like, godlike, precise. so it doesn't carry momentum. Yeah. It's one of the big things. Um, one of the reasons I like Mega Man, if other people like Mega Man, is because, like, you jump over to the left, as soon as you stop pushing left, you stop. Yeah. So you have complete control over that, whereas it felt like in Mirror's Edge, a lot of times I go up on a ledge, and it's like, you still have momentum, I guess? Mm-hmm, and just... I would just roll off, and I would die to, like, ten times in one spot, and I'm like, why does it keep moving me forward? Right. When all I've done is climb up a thing yeah they also have like really finicky grabs so uh
0: one common jump in the game is you have to jump to um to another an adjacent wall like on a building and there will be like a pipe sticking out and if you do not land right on that pipe you will not you will not move your arms to the side to grab it it's it's almost like faith is a little t-rex just (laughs) these two arms in front of her just like and clamp right in front if you don't clamp right in front you just fall and die and None of it feels good when that happens. You're like, you know exactly what I was trying to do. It's not that I was a bad player. It's just I didn't hit the the hitbox, you know.
1: Yeah. It's like you have to, like, hold the pipe that you're currently on or wherever you're at, look exactly at the pipe Uh and be like, it is now. And then you press space to jump Mm -hmm. and you kind of automatically go to it. Or if you're me... You're like, oh, I'm on the pipe. I'm looking at the pipe. I'll press space. And you just jump you kind off. of jump up and <laughs> yeah. fall down. I'm like, what's the difference? I don't actually see a mechanical difference in what I'm doing to get that end result. It's like it's, it's almost a
0: Prince of Persia tier of Faith just
1: deciding to end it
0: all in the middle of her, her nope, quest. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm outing. So could jump to the next pipe. Could jump to the middle of nothing. I choose nothing. Um... But uh, sections like that really uh, wore me down by the end of it. There's a couple, like, really tight jumps where it's like you need to chain a wall run into an adjacent wall run into a jump or something like that. And unless you um, picked up uh, some of, like, the tech kind of, like, maneuvers you can use, like, um, uh, there's a button to turn around abruptly. It's mm-hmm. like, here you go. You have a button to turn around. What they don't tell you is if you're on a wall and you hit that button and you hit space to jump, uh, you'll like do a wall jump off. And that makes some of the uh, free running really easy compared to trying to figure it all out without that. Um, but they don't tell you
1: that, and there's not a position where they need to. Hold up. Um, fact check. The tutorial, you literally learned that. I don't know. Maybe I didn't do the tutorial. <laughs> you have to do the tutorial. <laughs>
0: I may have uh, may have learned that and then forgot it. Most of the time, it's not necessary. Yeah, but there are a couple like trick jumps you can do to just skip uh, whatever the game wants you to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you can do is run up a wall in front of you, and if there's like a high ledge on that wall you want to grab, you can run up the wall a little bit, and that will not get you high enough to grab the ledge. But you can turn, jump off the wall, and then immediately turn like to your left and grab the ledge because that's your maximum height, mm. like for a single wall jump. Um, you can kind of cheat, basically. But most of the time, the game doesn't require that of you. Um, it just—it sucked when there was a puzzle,
1: and it took me like twenty attempts to yeah. like make that. And it's jump. not because you don't understand what to do. Yeah. It's like I'm doing it, it's just, it's not happening. Exactly. So at a point, it's like kind of like fuzzy mechanics. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, nice. Like I told you about the uh, one room, I have to like climb up two things, I have Mm -hmm. to grab onto some venting. To like the sniper,
0: right? You're getting this is in the room before the sniper, the large vertical. Or is this a different room?
1: It's a fucking room. I don't know. <laughs> but I have to like shimmy across uh, this vent duct. Mm-hmm. And then I have to look behind me. Again, I have to like align perfectly for when the game's like, now's good. Yeah. And then jump onto a bar and swing off of it. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you weren't to the left or right enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you didn't catch the bar. And I'm like, how is it different every single time? <laughs> and I know part of that was on me because the game is expecting very specific things. Right. But it shouldn't be that fuzzy yeah like don't auto grab things for me mm. but if i'm looking at the bar and jumping at the bar and there's no other way to build momentum i grab the bar yeah yeah there comes there comes a point i,
0: I keep using like uh D examples here there comes a part a point where you grab the bar right like <laughs> you don't need to go through all of the mechanics Have people try like retry twenty thousand skill checks you're just like for the sake of actually having anything happen you grab the bar and that doesn't really happen in Mirror's Edge. There's a couple like poorly queued uh, or queued. I don't know exactly um, uh, puzzles or like trick jumps you have to do that just. That it it took a lot of it out of it out of me basically, because um, you have this internal momentum as well, right? Like I'm gonna beat this game. <laughs> you know I'm gonna prepare for the podcast. Yeah. And then it destroys it. <laughs> but um, that being said, I don't wanna I don't wanna gripe on that too much. Um, it's something I feel like they could have improved, but there's a lot of really cool sections that felt awesome because of the momentum and the mechanics they had there. Jumping from one large crane to another one, and then having your radio operator call you out on
1: it. It's just. You just. What? <laughs> it's, um, it's great. The one level, I think it is also the, the sewers level, mm-hmm. but the start of it, there's this giant fucking gaping hole in the ground (laughs) and it goes down like several hundred feet but there's various platforms along the way Mm -hmm. I think it's like for water or something (laughs) the engineer is also free around down there (laughs) (laughs) they have like these platforms and like doors Mm -hmm. Uh, but essentially like you're wall running down these platforms and interacting with other things or once later on the level I think you have to go up the other side Yeah, and it's really fun for both because you're like wow this is like a larger than life type feats that I just did and it's it's unique geometry too like
0: the game uses a lot of similar uh jumps wall runs things like that um but then it's like hey you're just in a large cistern you know like do your thing um and that feels a lot more organic than uh, uh some other sections like literally when you encounter the Icarus agents and it's just a practice free running space that one was actually cool I like that there's a lot of ways you can kind of get through it um but, I mean, if you're out in the city, not everything is a free-running space, right? It's like... But I get that they also just did that for gameplay purposes. Um, it's kind of... There's there's a lot to like about this game. And there's also a lot that I didn't uh, feel... I didn't run into as much the first time or didn't bother me. But now mm-hmm. in my old age, I'm like... Critical. I mean, you get more
1: critical, more yeah. cynical, and you're looking at things with an analytical eye because of how many games you've played by now. Yeah. Like, in the early days of games, you're like, I didn't know this was a fucking option.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're, like, wild and razzled and dazzled. Then other things come out, successors mm-hmm. down the line, that kind of improve in certain areas. And you're like, well, I like this here. I don't like this as much. Yeah. And I think the
0: things that really, really... Uh, Shine and Mirror's Edge are like the presentation uh, the clean look and style of the city um, the movement whenever you don't have to be really precise and um, like the sound design is also something really cool um, I didn't really use the gun so I can't speak to whether they compare well with Call of Duty's latest country oh, oh, But Jake, they...
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to think cause they probably behave like a like children. half-life one guns oh, okay if that <laughs> crowbar <laughs> behaves like a crowbar and then i throw crowbars at people um, but like it's it's really poor because that's again not what they focused on uh-huh. um, but it it is functional yeah I know this is
0: this is tangential to what we're talking about, but you mentioned throwing crowbars at somebody. And if we was ever like a first person shooter in like the half life type space where like the first item that you get is a crowbar or like a wrench in Bioshock, mm-hmm. you just a hundred percent throw the player off by making it so when they go to attack with it, it's always a throw. You always throw the crowbar
1: <laughs> and have to go retrieve it. Or you just don't even get it back. <laughs> yeah. That was your one. Sorry. <laughs> you were so why do you throw that? <laughs> That would have, you know, insta-killed the last boss. That's cool. You're just wasteful. You're, it's cool.
0: Yeah, I understand. Um, but uh, the the game does try to, like, tell you a story. We talked about, like, the rebelliousness. Uh, where is November? The, uh, is written on one of the walls um, by one of the runners kind of saying, like, hey, you know, we had these protests. The city won, but, you know, we're still resisting. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I feel like because... We haven't really gone into the story, and I don't really
1: care that much about it, to be honest. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, bad. It's just it's not good. It exists because there had to be a story. Yeah, but like <laughs> I could go on Wikipedia for like an hour and
0: generate this from tropes. Yeah, you know, I think there actually is a trope generator. I've used. You you can actually just generate a trope. Link me that on shit. Those TV tropes, I believe. Um,
1: great way to come up with uh, campaign plans, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they could have just done that for Mirror's Edge. Like every character that you interact with is, as you said, like an exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like, oh hey, I'm so and so. Here's how we know what And they just go on for like ten minutes. And I'm like, right. what? <laughs> and the cutscenes are <laughs> plot relevant, but done in that specific progressive commercial style. Yeah, when progressive was animated before they sexualize that one character and stop using that commercial <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about but... or how about it's like the new carmen san diego cartoon on netflix i don't know about that one either i apparently don't know anything it's like an animated style like it wanted to be soul shaded but then stopped trying very early on oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about is the style as it relates to mirror's edge it's it's kind of cartoony
0: yeah. Esque, but it's more. They don't have any edgy. borders. They don't have yeah. defining lines for anything. Because usually, like in a cell shaded world, to keep the colors from bleeding together, you put um, black borders on everything. Mm-hmm. That's like the reason games like um, like Anarchy Reigns or uh, what was the uh, Mad World for Nintendo. It was literally a black and white game with shell shading, and you're like, how in the world will anyone be able to make anything out? put borders around everything. It l- lends you that depth, and it works. Yeah. For some reason, they eschewed, eschewn, eshowed?
1: Eshente? What do you say? Uh, yeah,
0: Ashente. Uh They uh passed over that option, and everything bleeds together. And it's just,
1: it's the style they
0: went for, but it bothers me. <laughs> yeah,
1: because it's not the same style as the rest of the game. Because mm-hmm. in-game, it's very... What's another game I can compare it to? <laughs> it's
0: clean. Yeah, it's, it's like... clean, crisp. And it, first it looks person. good. Like, yeah.
1: It's, you know, aged a little bit, but it still looks fine. If it you went... stare at the textures, you're like, meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but going through the game, I've never felt like, well, that's shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's not in Destiny 2 levels because Destiny 2 is a very modern game. Yeah. It has access to those shaders and textures. Mm-hmm technology got better what but, yeah. but um yeah so the... the one thing i wanted to bring up yeah since we brought up dying light mm-hmm. or i brought up dying light so i can <laughs> make this point is <laughs> the plan <laughs> what was your thought on the free running in this versus dying light so this is this one's interesting because like dying light came out well after
0: this game right very true um, and i don't know of any other game that really used free running extensively before mirror's edge so it's kind of an unfair comparison but um it the entire game of mirror's edge is based around the free running and i feel like at its best mirror's edge is better but when it's really inconsistent and it's slowing you down a lot um we were talking about how fuzzy the, the like hit detection is, and there's this very linear linear path. Dying Light like gave you a city you can just run around in, mm-hmm. and you can move significantly faster. I feel like in that game, because you can pick your path, and I don't know. It's it's tough. It is tough. Depends on which which game is having a good day, I guess. Yeah, but
1: I will say one of the things with Dying Light is mechanically it's a lot easier to free run because Mm -hmm. it kind of needs to be. You're in a city full of zombies. Yeah. So you can pretty much run at any surface, Mash the space bar, and you will ascend. Yeah. Um, But it is really cool to run between things if you actually know where you're going or maybe vault off some stuff, vault off zombies. Yeah. But that's meant to be in like a fun run around type way. Mm -hmm. And it's not meant to be linear. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mirror's Edge is like a pre-constructed set of here's places you go. Mm-hmm. Occasionally it does have diverging paths, but I could not tell you where they are yeah. because they're just it's slightly pretty larger, fucking
0: linear. Slightly larger areas. And uh, most of the points where the game gives you a divergent path or a large area, um, there really is still just one way forward. You just haven't figured out where it is yet. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, They. it is quite linear and cinematic. Yeah. Um. I don't know like how how did you how do you feel having gone back and played this like uh, on the magic meter is it is it fully recharged or is it
1: depleted to uh, to nothing it's depleted a lot yeah um it will always hold nostalgic value for me because i really enjoyed it when it first came out i mean i still had some of those issues back then but like we said it was brand new and shiny yeah and nothing else had even ventured to be like hey, you can move like this. You're like, what? Yeah. So that was really cool. And when it does feel good, it feels fucking amazing, as we've said. Because um, you can get from point A to point B in ways you never thought possible. And it appeals to the male power fantasy where... Yeah. You play as a female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> it just it feels good to do those cool things. Yeah. And to
0: live that out. Yeah. Like when I was comparing it to the the Matrix, I feel like that is... That is where it's at, and it's best. You're just like, I am a superhuman blazing through this. Nobody can stop me. I am a human Sonic the Hedgehog, basically. Which I know, never want to see, so I'm not going to watch that. I'll link I'll link But, I, like it. I, like it. <laughs> but uh, I had a couple, like, ascendant moments where I was just like, this is exactly what I played back all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Shard is the, this huge, the final level um, where the government the seat of power is basically in the city it looks awesome the music is freaking awesome it's got this light this comforting like almost like smooth blue tint to everything it's almost just like government designed this is this color calms people right yeah um it's the antithesis actually to uh to faith running through the city screwing everything up (laughs) but uh it's just it's like a great level. The combat encounters are like challenging, but there's multiple ways you can go about it.
1: Right.
0: Um it culminates in the server room where you're supposed to like knock out the servers by shooting them, and you can just like like Sonic the Hedgehog around the outside edge and all of the uh, enemies there will shoot the servers for you. And it's just like multiple solutions. It's something the rest of the game doesn't really have. And a lot of times, I see games like completely fall flat in the last section of gameplay because they ran out of dev resources or whatever. And I feel like the shard is just one of the best areas in the game. Um, but other stuff just like didn't hold up nearly as well. And if I didn't like need to prepare for you know <laughs> this recording, I don't know if I would have gone back and stuck it out. You know. Yeah.
1: Um, I do like when games kind of do the the culmination level. Mm-hmm. Like Celeste being a perfect example for the summit. Yeah. It's like hey, you're going to go back and do all this shit. <laughs> and you're like, what? And it's like, no, all this shit. Yeah. And it's like the culmination of all of your skills and abilities that you've picked up throughout the game. Yeah. Um, being put back to the test. It's like, hey, what do you remember? Let's do it. And like the music is also motivating you. Mm-hmm. And the shard does a good job of that with the music yeah i can't speak as much to all of the pieces in between as my memory's a little fuzzy there mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's some nice like techno combat tracks things like that
0: but i mean I, I i prefer the the soothing shard music at the end it's it's nice it's a very distinctive track it's funny you mentioned celeste there and the, the climbing the mountain moment mm-hmm. at the end the the peak right you're reaching the peak which you are in both of these games getting to the top of the shard or getting to the peak. And I just think back to um, my uh, Facebook cover art thing is a, a very vertically compressed kill-a-kill uh, screen with her staring up the uh, the mountain at the city. Well, up the school, or right? The school, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's an awesome way to to wrap up your game. It's just be like, this is the final push. You know where the game is. And here's your goal. Go for it. Um,
1: and a great way to wrap up this episode true so anything else you want to talk about <laughs> actually I think I just I ran out of stuff and I saw the transition I was like I'm going to bite on this <laughs> Dave look go. I'm still talking here uh,
0: that being said I'm not still talking here you can find us online as you always can at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com if you want to send in your thoughts, requests um, ideas for new episodes feedback for this one if you'd like to interact with us on a more personal note, but with everyone else on the internet, you can also reach us at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast where I have said that we should put a picture of our new podcast setup. I'll post it. People can look at that and then just to let us know that you've seen it, you can like the picture and then we'll know that we have a listener. (laughs) We just need one. We just need one. That's it. Please, they have my family. (laughs) That being said, I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the episode, and we will see you in the next one. Season 2, baby!